This is Austin Schur here, where we write about music, and today I am speaking with Chris Holly. He has just released a fantastic new track called Lost and Found, and I'm super excited to talk to him all about it. Chris, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and thank you for having me, and um, I'm excited about the new song, and it's doing great. It's doing you should great. be excited. Every great song you should be very excited about. Thank you, and it is. It's definitely something to... Uh, to get your blood pumping when you get something out there and it starts to connect with people. I fully agree. Uh, uh, yeah, man, let's, uh, let's kick it off. And I'd love to know what it's about, what this song means to you, what inspired it, any insight you have? Well, it's kind of a long convoluted story, but kind of the short end of it, it's uh, kind of my take or my addressing of uh, the phenomenon known as ghosting. So it's kind of based off of being ghosted. And, uh, and so I've not been ghosted before. So I, there's a learning curve to ghosting. So uh, it's kind of based off of that concept, which <laughs> I think that's why it's connecting with people. I'm not sure if they know that's what it's about, but somehow there's like a familiarity to it. When people hear it, they're, like, they're relating to the lyrics um, by, and just the vibe of it. Kind of like, I kind of know what he's talking about, whatever they're input is of their own personal experiences but sure. as it's starting to come out in some of the press and stuff that i wrote about ghosting then i've even had more and more people contact me or comment stuff more than contact <laughs> about you know oh i you know i totally get it or you know I'm, I'm totally into this tune and i added this playlist and it's on my ghosting playlist as people told me <laughs> going, sure going Spotify. so this is my ghosting list i'm like, right. that you're ghosting somebody or you've been ghosted so uh, oh, it's all that, too common nowadays, and it's yeah, the worst it, feeling. I'm a little bit older, so it's not as common for me. So yeah, uh, it's kind of deal with that a little bit. I'm like, okay. And when I was younger, it was just they didn't call it ghosting, but it was the same idea. It just meant sure. you didn't answer the phone when they called or whatever. Right. <laughs> they, they, you know, whatever. There was no social media. They show up right. at the door, to the door kind of thing. Kind of the same thing. Totally. So, about and um you know it's real up tempo and it's i went after this sort of raw production on it on purpose um i have a studio here in my building that i'm in here in charleston south carolina um and uh so we can i can take my time i own the studio so i can oh, spend nice. three weeks on it if i want to spend every day on it but i tend to like to record kind of raw and quickly on a lot of stuff more sort of old school recording where a lot of it's tracked like one take type stuff and go you know what that's the vibe and so it's got kind of a on purpose i kind of want this kind of punk rock kind of raw guitar tone almost metal a little bit at times but then also the vocals like i like eminem a lot and i like some 41 a lot and totally. bands like that. um so it's almost like i'm kind of doing this rapping thing towards the end and it's even hard for me to understand myself at times but that's kind of <laughs> point so i was like, gonna point it, out yeah <laughs> there's so much genre influence going on in one song but you somehow i mean you make it work you know what it's, i mean obviously it's an inspired song it's better than just manufacturing a story that may or may not have happened but the rawness of it really comes through i, I personally didn't catch the ghosting part of it my, my fine, however this is why we do this so we can get down to the bottom of what it's actually about so yeah I didn't even want to, I almost, a lot of times I've always left my songs, I'm not Bob Dylan or, you know, that level, but I've always left them open to interpretation. I just don't discuss what they're really about because everybody, right. it ruins it for people. It's been, I've had numerous songs ruined when the artist said, oh, I wrote this about picking flowers. And I'm like, I thought it was about driving a car. And then you're like, oh, okay, well, now I don't relate to it as well. 
but um, <laughs> with the ghosting thing, it's just something that's, you know, it's more or less more from, it's not like topical. Obviously it is topical and- It's extremely and topical. But, but for me, it wasn't written because it's topical. It was written because it's something new to me. So it was a new experience and new life experience right. to deal with. So it's something new for me to write a song about. So uh, that's what, why I've kind of come out and just said, you know, that's what it's about. Uh, eventually somebody's going to ask a song so odd and so strange even when i listen to it and i appreciate you saying all the you know hearing all the different sort of influences of music in it because that's really what i was after with it too is that it's really kind of all over the place a little bit and and a lot of people that have heard it so far and have reached out to me or talked to me about it including press people or radio people and stuff sure. they're saying the same thing they're like their first impression is like well that was different and then um, not different, like trying to say that, like, well, that was really terrible. So we'll just say it's different. Um, it's just like, it, yeah. it just kind of, yeah, blows by you like a semi truck when, when you first hear it. It's like, what was that? It just comes at you fast. And I come out swinging right in the beginning. I mean, it just comes out with a lot of attitude. And that's I understand. Eminem kind of wraps in it a little bit. Making a song that's different nowadays is kind of paramount to people talking about you. There's so much music that pigeonholes itself into being one genre or it's just rock or it's just pop or whatever it is. But when you put something out there that actually like blurs the lines and brings things together, you cast a wider net for people that might enjoy it. Also, the fact that like, you, were you the sole producer on this? Yeah. So, yeah. and I have a friend that works with me here. Okay. Um, pretty much and he, he he came in and did some he's more did more engineering work on it where he came in and cleaned stuff up on it but um yeah i just did it myself i actually did it by myself usually i have a friend or somebody that works with me here kind of engineer some with me but i mean i know how i know how to push the buttons it's uh it's not too hard to hit record instead of compressors <laughs> right. um so i just did it myself and tracked the vocals by myself when, uh, when the building was quiet or did mm. You know, later at night when everybody left and and just did the whole thing myself um but the majority of the time i usually have other people come in and kind of mix for me or i'll mix it and then i'll have another person come in and do a final mix on it but this one i just this one's raw you know i like the clash and the sex pistols and all that 70s pop. totally i was a metal guy and i like eminem and rappers and so it's like this weird mix of all that so and it's a lot of just yeah, even the vocal all those vocal takes that people are going to hear on it, there's a lot of vocal stuff going on those are all just one take stuff i didn't even I, you know that was like scratch stuff in my mind at the time and i thought you know it's just the right vibe and there's some of it's a little hard to understand i think i even said some words backwards like sort of dyslexia vocal <laughs> sure sure so it, it kind doesn't of matter it, man it makes yeah. people think it makes people stop and if anything it makes them listen again you know yeah. what i mean and that's kind of what you want as an artist nowadays is to get ears on it and keep ears on it yeah and i mean and, and i get it that everybody it's so easy to you know quantize and uh you know just get everything really clean or auto-tune right. or pitch or whatever you use it's so easy to clean everything so much nowadays and to really slick every production up to where that's i'm just sort of pushing against that because i come from a different place musically uh being a little bit older so i like that yeah feel. and i can appreciate all the real sort of slick stuff where everything's real tight and the vocals are perfect and everything's and everything is just perfectly set you know into its spot um <laughs> Boy, but this, I understand. Song, this song is like a bar fight kind of it's just like chaos uh of tracking a little bit but that was the point so right that's actually something that i did want to ask about you're no stranger to music. You've been around it for what, like 30 years more at yeah. this point. 
Yeah. From the music that you were making in the past, more on like the heavier side, metal, thrash, etc. This is not bad, but it's got glimmers and elements of it. Over the years, how have you made the decision to switch up that sound? Or do you have plans to just kind of, you know, keep it loose and do what you want? Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody tries to keep it loose and do what they want. I hope even all the younger musicians do. Sure. I work with a lot of younger musicians too and kind of encourage that. Obviously, if they're around me, they're going to get that mixed bag of influence on producing all these other bands. Um, but, uh, you know, it is definitely, I've got that metal influence in there, but I left metal a long time ago, probably about 90 mm-hmm. when I was about out of it. Okay. Um, I'd been in it pretty big through the late eighties in, in LA and, you know, based in, in Los Angeles scene um, and the thrash scene, which is, you know, us out with, you know, Slayer and Pantera mm-hmm. and the, 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 those bands of the world at that time, mm-hmm. predates Pantera a little bit, but they were with us when they were a young band out in Dallas and stuff. Right. And out. Um, but uh, so I just kind of burned on it, burned out. And then I got into Bob Dylan and acoustic stuff and lived with other rock guys in a house out in Van Nuys, California. And there you go. Um, got my hair a little shorter and started listening to Bob <laughs> Dylan. Try to have an intervention and like, what is wrong? What what's wrong with you? There's something wrong. Why, why are you listening to this? People evolve sometimes. Yeah. So it was like, you know, fraternity of metal. And why, why, are, you, <laughs> why are you acting this way? Why don't I'm actually in that house was uh, Mike Inez who plays bass in Alice in Chains. Oh, jeez. Got the gig when he's living with us. He got the gig with Ozzy playing bass for Ozzy Osbourne. That would have been No More Tears uh, album. And he was with Ozzy till 93 and then joined uh, Alice in Chains. But he's the one in the Alice in Chains Unplugged video. He has an acoustic bass on MTV. Uh, wrote on it. Metallica was sitting in the front row at that concert. That's all awesome. the guys. Um, and, he wrote, and that's when they cut their hair short, whatever year that was, a long time ago, 90s. Um, and he wrote on the bass, friends don't let friends get friends haircuts meaning like a TV show with, because all the Metallica guys. <laughs> exactly. So That's I hilarious. For my roommates before <laughs> that. So there you go. It's like, what's wrong? Why'd you cut your hair? Right. <laughs> well, you know, people grow up and people change, but I understand there's definitely a look to the genre. And uh, yeah, and now I got kind of <laughs> That's weird hilarious. on here. So, you know. Now you're making it work, man. Yeah. I think I've had the same haircut my whole life. Maybe it's time I shake it up a little bit. Well, you can can go online. I had your haircut for at least a decade or longer, just until recently. This is the COVID. (laughs) This is pretty much. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to get my dreads back. It's like, wow. Who needs to pay for haircuts anymore? That's right. I I blame everything on COVID. Is that, you know, I could get my haircut during COVID. Pretty much. So you've given me a pretty good idea of your process as a musician. I mean, at least on this song, it feels pretty loose. It feels like it kind of comes together when it comes together and try not to spend too much time on it. But is that the approach to this song or is that kind of to like your discography as a whole? That's me pretty much. But um, at times I'm a little deeper in on production on my own personal stuff. Now, stuff that I work on, it's a whole different ballgame. It's all to where the strong song is. So if it's a song I've written, whatever the strong point of that song is, it's like the song kind of steers you when you're in the studio with it. You let it kind of guide you. Um, and that's true with my stuff. And especially when I'm working with other people's stuff, like mm-hmm. a lot of these other younger bands I work with is on, I try and tell them that to let, just kind of go with this and let's see where the song's trying to take us. But there's a lot more in this day and age, there's a lot more sort of tightening, like I said, of production 
because my this uh, loss and found song is standing out right now. Well, because what you picked up on too is it really does sound different. It's pretty loose um, at times in a different kind of manner, not loose like like off the tracks loose. No, but no, no, just, no, no. It, production doesn't sound like now they production on purpose. And some and I get I've had digs on that in the past and even on this song where people want that, you know, uh, some of the media or press where they want that sound because they're used to hearing everything so tight. And so it kind of throws them off that I'm not using auto tune. Yeah. I, I, I hear that, but I disagree with it. I think. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. And I get that there's some, you know, the majority of music nowadays is very well slickly produced and I get that and that's fair. And so that's what people are trained to hear now. And so when you don't do everything, if you, you know, you let something go a little out of key in a part, because I'm not going to fix that vocal note. I like the sound of the inflection. Sure. You know, well, it makes it are, sound real. It makes it sound like there's a human behind there instead of yeah. just like this perfect robot. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't know. I'm not calling anybody out, you know, because I like a lot of the current stuff. But that's, yeah, it's, it's very there's a process. time and a place. There's a time and a place. And a phone call. Let me hang up on this person. You know, same one. All right, now I'm back. There we go. But yeah, no, yes. I, I completely understand. It's uh, I there's definitely like there's a pressure to be as polished and pristine as possible. But I think that I don't know, just like reviewers as a whole, they need to look into the genre. They need to look into the type of music you're making, the message that's coming out, and say, does it does it seem necessary? Is it giving them an edge? Like, what's really yeah. going on here? So. That's what you know, but yeah, I'm not faulting people that kind of just oh. look at things with more blanket kind of, or right. basically kind of lumping everything together in a right. in a con, especially with production, because people get used to hearing certain things, and I get it. And, they're just kind of trained then their ears been trained whether it's like reverbs come back and in the 90s grunge did away with reverb on vocals and guitars was very dry and it made it very present and now everything's back more of an 80s sound where it's a really massive amount of reverb whether it's yeah. you know billy eilish or you know anything that's out right now and I, so and i don't mind that either so no, that, you, this sort of trains people now if everything went dry people would be really thrown off and sometimes i do that on purpose i'll put i put out a song recently that had no reverb or anything on the vocal it was just dry i got it some people way off like i don't know what understand what i'm hearing here so well, it's just what it sounds like <laughs> uh, anyway yeah man so you know it's funny i don't often get the opportunity to talk to people that have been in the business for a while or have had experiences so i kind of want to switch things up here and I want to know, is there something that if you could go back 30 years that young Chris would tell current Chris, things that you would change, whether it comes to making music or just like the industry in general? Yeah, that's about the hardest question in the world. I mean, uh, it <laughs> doesn't have to be one thing either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so many things. And sure, sure. But um, I mean, if, I guess it, if people are asking advice, because uh, this is the only job I've had, I've been very blessed to make a good living doing this and obsessed yeah. uh, with it um, to be able to feed myself and family and everything with it. Um, but it's a, I think Taylor Swift has said it recently, but somebody told me a long time ago, they didn't say get a good lawyer. They said, you should become friendly with some lawyers. <laughs> you're going to need them. <laughs> so if you really start going up food chain, um, yeah. So you want to make sure you, that the you know they the, the small the big print the small print take away from the big print. Make sure they read the fine print. Oh. 
that's um, like you know what that's the advice that i think that like independent artists that listen or watch this probably need to hear the most it's not like you know don't do as many drugs or don't drink as much which you yeah, know do what you want but yeah. but like when it comes to the legal and business side of music that's when you need to pay attention the most because you will get taken advantage of yeah and it, and in the early stages um you don't have to worry about it too much sometimes people are overly cautious about everything I, that i get they're it trying to rob you or steal you or somebody's gonna steal my song and, <laughs> right and there's not this big black market of song stealing going on sure. or anything so um you know and everything's kind of copy you get a, a default copyright at this point when you're just recording stuff on a computer because it's time stamping everything exactly and, dollar song you take your hard drive into court and they could go to that record it um but it's more as you if you start kind of getting somewhere or people start talking to you about different deals and also understanding if you go to into other studios and people's studios that um there's a lot of stuff not to get in the weeds on a music business program but um the copyright laws changed in 2018 with congress and so there's a lot of changes in that copyright law that is across the board to where you just need to understand stuff and, uh, and any you know half decent entertainment lawyer that messes with enter- proper entertainment and music and stuff um not just a civil person or something but entertainment um they'll know those ins and outs a little bit of just basically you know production deals and different things with studios and if somebody plays on your stuff and you don't have them sign off technically right now on publishing or royalties and they just play the bass on it there and the song blows up they have a right to a royalty on that as like totally so you have to understand the little things like that so i've got great lawyers and i enjoy the music business too so i've read about it but i also have very good lawyers that i've worked with for years and years and years so they can your shoulder but that's when you go up the food chain a little bit if you're just starting out just you know just go out there and get your music out and just do what you gotta do no that's a fantastic answer you know, and I, there's not much I change. I mean, there's so many things I would say I should have done this and that, but I don't do 2020 hindsight. It's too late. Sure. Um, look in the past. But um, it, basically, I think the best advice that I would have given myself back then, I was, you know, I was shy and I grew up in the South and I moved to Hollywood, California, and I'm by myself. And so I, there was a learning curve of just trying to get my own sort of confidence at that age at 18. But um, I, I should have not been so sort of shy at first and, and not be in everybody's face, but just yeah. kind of don't have the confidence to go, you know what, I'm okay here. And I, I know what I'm doing a little bit and believe in yourself to where you get out there and put your stuff out there and let people hear it and, um, and not just record stuff in your bedroom or your garage or wherever and, um, and just kind of say, well, one day I'm going to release it. If you, know, if you like it and you're happy with it, just put it out. Don't worry about what people say because... I mean, the bigger you get, you're going to get a lot more haters. So that's, that's true. Well, the more haters, the better, I say. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. all right. On the other side of that, uh, looking throughout your career when you're making a song, is there something that you look forward to the most in the process? Whether it be like the thinking about what it's going to be, the writing, the recording, the production, any part of it? Um, the whole process was really fun because it's, you know, it's like baking a cake. Um, the one thing that I always look for in music, and this is my music and all the artists I work with, and, I, and yeah. probably stamping on the walls in this building or tat. I don't have any tattoo. I guess I get tattooed, but I always say, tell everybody I want pretty and gritty. I like stuff to be, pr- I need prettiness in the song, sure. but I, that grit, some sort of edge. I can't just have all pretty because then that's just going to be too vapid and just too lush. 
Um, so, you know, like I love Lana Del Rey and Lana Del Rey stuff would be really pretty, but she always had that edge and that's totally, that's how, I need a little of that grit, even if you're doing a lot of thing. So that's the biggest part of me with music is pretty and gritty, pretty and gritty. I got to have those two things in there or done work. If it's too gritty, then I'm back in the metal circuit and that's maybe too much. I don't need that much sort of anger or grit. Um, so I need that little prettiness, but the process itself, I, the whole thing's fun. Yeah. Um, but the engineering part to me can get a little tedious and boring because if you're going to engineer properly, you, know, you got to, you know, watch the meters and do everything right um, to record it properly. But the mixing and the producing parts are more fun. But, uh, you know, I get the engineering part, too. But to, sometimes I do have prefer having other people engineer or work with me on it because it's just that to do it right. It's just tedious. It's not creative technical and that's like a different part of the music brain that's like a math thing to me doing the technical end of it but the process is great. just the whole process is is great to see to especially what i was talking about earlier in this talk is that you think the song is going to be like this and then if you let the song steer you and let it sort of take over because it mm -hmm. becomes a little organism of entity that is alive sure. and let it and all of a sudden you thought it was going to be this and then it ends up this something totally different over here and just going through that process is fun because you're like, wow, you know, I didn't think it would end up sounding like that, but that's pretty cool. And that, that's probably one of the best things about it. Like when mistakes happen in the studio, that's usually where you find like this new avenue or pocket to go with in the song. Go like, oh, that's cool. Let's, let's go that way because that was messed up, but it works. Right. No, man, uh, everything's a learning experience. I don't think anyone can know it all, even no, as much as experience as you have. No, I'm still learning every day. That's I mean, awesome. that, die if you don't if you don't if you think you know it all you're dead you're <laughs> like close-minded person hey you die don't stop lying <laughs> i agree uh so in a perfect world what is the next year of your life looking like at this point do you have any well, shows shows on the horizon are I you the type do. of artist that's always working on something else what's going on um well luckily that things seem to be getting back to normal especially yes. touring yes uh because it was a little rough there for a while um, but I've got a show uh, on the calendar 29th. I, I know when it is. It's this Friday. But oh, nice. Be, um, and that's in Atlanta or Duluth, cool. Georgia. Really cool venue. Um, it's a listening room gig. Uh, it's a theater that holds about 260 people, but it's a listening room. Awesome. So acoustic show, but everybody's listening. You can hear pin drops. <laughs> sure, the, sure. The guitar's in tune. So that's in Duluth, Georgia, and that's um, Eddie Ohm Presents. It's called Red, Red Clay Foundry Theater. Um, and then I've got more shows coming up, and um, I was supposed to be in Los Angeles at the Whiskey a couple of weeks ago, so I've got a reschedule on that coming out. So I'll go out on the way back home out to the West Coast and be playing out there some. And then I'm hoping to get to London in June. Sweet. The third week of June is what it's looking like right now. Um, so I'm going to just do a lot of live shows and I'm blessed yeah. with this studio in this building so I can record what I want. So I'll keep putting, I'm not going to put an EP or album out. I'm just going to keep dropping singles. I'm happy doing Damn, that. Man. Instead of trying to put out a concept album, I don't think, I think Pink Floyd beat me to that and they're pretty good at concept albums. <laughs> I, would, I, think, I would say so. I think the wall <laughs> is pretty good. Uh, and Dark Side of the Moon. Sure. Um, but so just a bunch of live shows and also working with these younger bands, which I love doing that. So that's that learning curve for me. I've learned yeah. so much from them um, because they're you know new and excited and they have new ideas and show me new concepts. So I, I really love that working with new artists. And um, so just, you know, more of the same. It's just fun. I can get back out and start traveling and, and uh, you know, play shows and go to different cities where we couldn't do that. Totally. For a while. 
doing Zoom concerts, which are really awkward and weird. Yeah, I have not participated in watching or playing, but I can't imagine. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do sometimes. Yeah. You got to roll with the punches, I suppose. I've seen a lot in 30 years of playing, but the COVID Zoom thing was, yeah. and I saw that one coming. That was a yeah, unique that was a learning curve for everybody totally um, so but it's just more of the same you know and then just music is life and that's my name my production company and um awesome. and that's what what it is to me it's all, what i do every day seven days a week i just do music all the time i'm very lucky because i could be going would you like fries with that sir or do you <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, not, I'm, sure, man. I'm one step away from that i always yeah keeps you hungry and keeps you focused to, you know, i don't want to be doing some other job so i got it uh yeah, man, oh, yeah. this is this has been a fantastic conversation. I I have one more question for you at this point, okay. and basically what I want to know is, for the person that is going to discover you from this, and for the person that's going to listen to your music for the first time, what is an opening message that you'd like to say to them? Um, that's a big question too. I think just uh, if you come and you know you stumble upon me on your shuffle or your discovery playlist or something just keep an open mind you know listening to, to what i'm doing so just you know that's the most important thing is just just you know listen not just with your eyes but your ears because uh there's some you know i've got some cool videos out and some cool lyric videos and stuff and but you know maybe don't maybe don't go to the youtube thing no offense to youtube they're great but maybe just uh you know keep your eyes closed and just listen listen to what i got to say if you can't understand me I think my lyrics are all over the internet too. <laughs> there you go. And uh, there's some of them are wrong, wrong, but some people are close. That's one of my favorite things to do too, is figure out what I'm saying. I can't even understand myself sometimes and put it on the lyrics.com or whatever it is and see if we got it right. Cause there's some interesting interpretation of lyrics. There. <laughs> so, I think that's a fantastic answer, man. Um, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to do this. And if you're in Los Angeles and you reschedule that show, let me know. I would love to go. Absolutely. Please. And let me let me plug your music one more time. The song is called Lost and Found, but no surprise at all. There's plenty of more music to check out and listen and share and stream and do all that fun stuff. We're obviously going to have links so people can follow along and stay up to date. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm personally invested at this point. I can't wait to see what else you put out. And I want to thank you just once again. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody just look, keep your eyes on the, uh, tour schedules and stuff on your Spotify or everybody. There you go. There's a link to that. So on the travel, a good bit this summer coming up. Cause I've already Better got <laughs> all over the US. So just, you know, look for my name and stuff popping out and come out and say hi. Well, uh, get you on stage to jam or something there you go <laughs> very right. cool man well i hope you have yeah i hope you have a great rest of your day and i hope to speak soon all right peace see you later bye bye